that was returned to Night City by Lavalette, featuring the Italian artist A New Hope. Thank you for that, Daniel. Okay, so you're listening to Night Ride FM, and I am your host, Karen Zoe Lee. Tonight is one of my favorite episodes. I get to bring on one of my guests, and tonight I'm bringing Zarina. Long overdue. Uh, goodness, we've talked a lot. We've met already. We hung out. She came out to Seattle, and I just still haven't had her on the show. And you know what? She came out with a single and had a video attached to it. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I had to find out more. So I brought her on the show. But I want to get you through some uh, some premieres, some new singles, and a few old favorites, as always. And then I'm going to bring her on. So up next, Neverman is releasing, or he has released, uh, Gentleman, the remixes. And uh, he got several of our friends to do it. Uh, we've listened to a couple already, and we haven't heard this one yet. This is Neverman featuring Elevate the Sky, his version of All For You.
That was All For You by Neverman, featuring Elevate the Sky as he did this particular remix. And we've heard uh, Yoru's and we've heard Demi K. And uh, who are we going to hear next week? Find out. Oh, I got something brand new from The Tilt. It's so new that I haven't listened to it yet. And I don't do this very often, but I know The Tilt. All right. And I know his stuff. Let's listen to this together. This is The Fast Lane. Can you see all the faiths and hopes forgotten?
that was fascinating by the tilt the tilt i will correct anybody who asks yep i didn't even do listen to that because your track record has been on point that was fantastic so yeah fastlane by the tilt is out today on bandcamp and out tomorrow through aztec records zenith volt is finally releasing his album and uh let's play something oh goodness this is one of my favorites i know we know this one i know it's not one of his newest but it's one of my favorites this is zenith volt with challenger <coughs> Just to make you feel right 
That was Zenith Volt with Challenger from his upcoming album, Timekeeper. It's out tomorrow. And uh, there's two tracks on there I haven't heard yet. The titular track, Timekeeper, and Fountains. The rest he's released as singles, and they've all just been amazing. Had him on the show recently, too. You know who else had on the show? Starfarer. Now, he has something dropping. Also, no, he just released it, actually. Uh, his remix album, Multiverse. And I've been playing a few of the remixes. And we are going to hear the one he did with Michael Weber. This is a track called Sphere of Lucidity.
That was Sphere of Lucidity by Starfarer, as remixed by Michael Weber, Seattle Synth Scene Represent. All right. Outland. Oh, I love Outland. I love the guys at Outland. And they've got a, no, a relatively new artist, Laura Dre, and she's coming out with a new single, All Day, All Night. All Day, All Night by Lara Dre from Outland Recordings. And uh, yeah, that drops, well, Friday, but it's already Friday over in the UK, so it's already dropped, so go find it on Bandcamp. 
I got a submission from Lifelong Corporation. I've played them before. I said I'd play them again, and here we are. Lifelong Corporation's track, Living in the City That Never Wakes Up. This is the Odyssey Instrumental Mix. Thank you. 
that was living in the city that never wakes up the odyssey instrumental mix and yeah there are a couple mixes of this song a couple vocal mixes of this song i need an instrumental tonight because i'm staggering them if you haven't noticed <laughs> that was lifelong corporation find them on Bandcamp. jules dropped the link all right this next one masked featuring sunesis you know what song i'm talking about already yeah uh, you've heard this first on the state of synth. This is a cover of self control.
That was Self-Control by Mast, featuring Sunesis on vocals. Gosh, I love that girl. Nakatomi Freefall. I saw you come in, and I had this lined up, and that's probably why I saw you come in. But <laughs> I played this for the other time zone. Uh, this is a track called Magic. It was a collab with uh, OG Wave, Unleaded Logic, and Porn on Beta.
just one more time, just one more time to feel the Magic by Nakatomi Freefall, the collab with OG Wave, Unleaded Logic, and Porn on Beta. That name alone is worth playing the track, but God. <laughs> I got some permission from Laserdisc Records to play this particular track from Castro ahead of the March 26th release of his album Fall Into You, because I love it. It's, it's an arcade theme, and uh, I'm going to roll it into another song, so hang tight and enjoy Castro's The Lair. Welcome, welcome to our lair, you're trapped, and now you have to show us what you got, be me, you can take the girl and leave, we'll send you back home, but if you lose, she stays with me and you have to stay here forever. <laughs>
7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Gregorio Franco's cover of Final Fantasy VI, The Decisive Battle. You almost got it. <laughs> you know, he was playing uh, Dancing Mad at the uh, Synth Valley Stream Fest VI, and I got it wrong twice. So <laughs> it's okay. You're, you don't have to know the names of the songs. All right. Now, my guest of honor. Uh, first, I'm going to play you the single that we've all been talking about, and then I'm going to bring her on. All right. So here is Zarina's Atomic Ad Anidium. Oh, 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 oh,
And that was Zarina with Atomic Ad Anedium. And of course, my special guest of the night is Zarina. Hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? It is about time I had you on this show. <laughs> Goodness. Well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and good morning from Seattle and good evening in Galicia. <laughs> good evening and good morning. <laughs> so I love the video for this, by the way. Do we want to talk about the song before we talk about the video or are they kind of tied together? They all kind of tie together, I guess. Yeah, we can talk about both simultaneously, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so this is a uh, this is new for you. What uh, what pushed you in this particular direction with your sound? I've always liked heavier music. You know, I have a metal background, and I kind of want to get back to it some sort in some sort of way, one way or another. Basically, play around more with layers in my music, and also kind of just push the boundaries and see where. I can seamlessly take both organic and, and electronic sounds and meld them together. But yeah, I, yeah, Atomic is new and I wanted to do something that's up-tempo, that's a little dancey. I've recently got, got inside to a gothic label, so I wanted to do something a little bit more gothic-y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I thought this was a fun subject to cover for music. Uh, a little sci-fi, has a little bit of a... Like you know, transhumanism, cyberpunk elements. It's it's generally inspired by Ghost in the Shell, where you know it talks about being a machine and also having a soul type of thing. So I kind of explored that realm and explored those ideas, and I end up with this track, <laughs> along wow. with the visuals. With it. <laughs> no, the visuals are great. Now, um, when it comes to all the special effects, is that is that your husband doing the work? Yeah, he he. Yeah, Deadly Koi, uh put in all of his muscles in in this particular piece. You know, we basically designed a lot of the elements together, like a lot of the art direction, like the looks, like the coloring, and basically the vibe. And he's always been a huge Masamune Shiro fan, you know, the creative Ghost in the Shell. And so he draws a lot of inspiration from, from that particular artist and his, his work. But I'm also a Geiger fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where a lot of the organic elements came in. And I said, you know, I kind of want to include some biomechanic action in there and reference a little bit of Geiger, but, you know, without necessarily copying him, just like using a lot of his influence and a lot of that darkness. I wanted something dark, but I didn't want to be like too heavy and metallic and machine-like with the dark stuff. So I figured, okay, we should include some organic elements. And yeah, we just m basically melded both worlds together. So we got that whole cyberpunk element. You know, we borrowed the cyborg Geisha from Ghost in the Shell and basically played around with that. And I just love that whole look and that whole concept. And, you know, being Asian, I always try to embrace that side a lot more in my art, for sure. And that's a definitely a, a distinctive characteristic of the Zarina project. Um, it bows down to a lot of that. And also, I wanted a music video where I could finally do a dance routine. <laughs> so, yeah, not a lot of people know that I can dance. I actually can dance. I, I do dance. I didn't know that, but I wasn't surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. But it was... I, but everything, all that choreography was just done on the fly. Like, that was all freestyle. Like, I, I wasn't really thinking of what I was going to do. 
I wanted to do something that's like cyber goth-esque.、Mm-hmm. Kind of trying to bring that whole thing, cyber goth thing back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I just started dancing like to the track and adding some wushu and kung fu moves in there <laughs> to see how that works. I've seen you get、uh, like you dance on stage sometimes, but、uh, yeah, it's kind of like you know you're holding a mic and you got stuff around you that you could possibly break. Never seen you break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I should actually、um, post all the snippets of the actual dancing. Uh, the dance clips、uh, that we use because they're really they're hilarious. <laughs> they're really funny. So the costuming, I gotta ask about that. Is that was that real or is that Deadly Hawaii's、uh, post work? Oh, that was that was all real. We're not at that level yet where we can <laughs> CGI here. <laughs> See, I wish I wish we were. Like I figured your wig was real, but <laughs> the. The the geisha hair was、um, well. That was that was my real hair. We actually like threw some styrofoam inside and just basically、oh. yeah shaped the hair using like yeah bricks of styrofoam that we cut up. Everything in there was real. I, I call it the the black necro, which which translates to to crab because <laughs> it looks like a crab like character.、Um, the dancey the dancey figure that was, yeah that was all real. Like we basically customized the armor from actually that th- those were. Parts of the armor from Blaze, the music video.、Oh. So we just recycled some of them, and then threw in more harnesses. And I have this really, really cool fiber optic lit bra. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, that lights up. And I, I, I have worn that on stage actually a few times. And I've never used it in a video. I was like, okay, this is a cool opportunity. But yeah, all of the costume, you know, it's part of the stuff that I love to do personally. Yeah, you know, that's what I live for. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of the face jewelry, all of that. Also, I also did all the makeup. Thought that was fun. This is the first time that I've done all the costumes and the makeup and hair, pretty much, pretty much all by ourselves. Wow.、Oh. Yeah, you know, I mean, because of the pandemic, like we couldn't. Do the usual, you know, usual filming process and production, so everything has to be DIY'd. <laughs> yeah, seeing a lot of that and、uh, clips being artfully cut together, so it looks like there was a team together、yeah. doing a video, and turns out there wasn't. Which was, yeah, that was going to be my next question: whether this video and song was was that just a two-person endeavor? Sound maybe there other people involved? For the video, it was just me and Deadly Kawaii. From art direction to concept to actual filming,、um, that was that was difficult filming. <laughs> filming is always difficult, like the lighting. This is our first time doing a green screen too. We've never done green screen before, so we took a lot of chances. <laughs> This one, we're like, okay, we've never done full motion VFX before, so a lot of that were first for sure. Editing. I, I basically did the editing. So our workflow is:、uh, we get all the filming done. Then I do all the structural editing, so that we know, like, know where, where the cuts are in and out. And then we decide on what VFX and CGI to add. Like that's where the there's that's where the fun part really begins. Like in the CGI and VFX, that's where we start designing and putting all the elements together. And then post production,、uh, coloring, doing the final the final touches, making sure 
it's running smoothly <laughs> of course. Uh, and all that all the technical and so that it was just he and i uh for the music part like you know i i do all the production arrangements all the writing performance recording but it's, it's such a beast of a song and it's so thickly layered mm. like you know i really admire people who can really do a fantastic job mixing mastering their own stuff but that's just something that i i've attempted a few times and you know i always cry <laughs> at the end <laughs> it's a different oh. art so so i asked my favorite mixing mastering engineer to help me out with this uh von herzog of the social club oh yeah but also vh and rr and you know von and i like, we've we've gotten really close over the past year working together on some tracks and uh i've We've done collaborations together. He's done mixing and mastering for some of my releases in the past. I presented the work to him and I was like, okay, this is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of elements. Uh, there's a choir. There's like an eight vocal track choir in the background. <laughs> Which is gorgeous, um, by the way. Oh, thank you. But, um, you know, and even just keep harnessing that was a challenge. And then um, a lot of a lot of low end sounds happening. It's it's a monster. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna need uh, some real expert hands in this um, when it comes to the technical production end. It's it's really such a science project. It's an art form of itself. Basically harnessing all of those frequencies to making sure that they do work together. So I was really glad that I had Vaughn on my side helping on that end and just polishing this big furry monster. <laughs>
this song is part of、uh, my next record. Do you have a release date for the record? I was hoping, I was hoping for my birthday this June because I'm, I'm turning 40. This June, so it's a big milestone birthday. And, but I don't know now. I don't know if I'm going to do it this June. I, I'm still writing. It's fine. Still, don't rush. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's, that was the goal. But I, yeah, I don't, yeah, now I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's already March. And I'm、uh, like, ah. Just release this, another single. We'll be happy with that. Yeah. I think, I think I might just do another、um, music video and single. And then release the record maybe、uh, closer towards the end of summer or beginning of fall. But yeah, I'm taking my time. I'm also in the middle of a bunch of other projects and other collaborations. So yeah, it's, it's shaping up really well. I'm, I'm basically halfway through the record. It's very different, it's very organic. It has metal elements and it also has world or global elements to it.、Um, so it's an amalgam of different things and different sounds and vibes that I'm really into and I'm trying to resolve them into one big sound that I can finally call my own. It definitely has some elements that kind of sound like Tool and Bjork and Massive Attack together. <laughs> Um, Fever Ray, but these are artists and bands that I've always looked up to, you know, and at the same time, it's still electronic. It still has an electronic base to it. When it comes out, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know exactly how I'm going to pitch it, how I'm going to present it, but it's, it's me. <laughs> well, no rush on that. Take your time, put your love into it. We'll be patient. <laughs> is, it called, uh, is it going to be called Atomic? No, it's called Arcana. Arcana. It means mysteries. Kind of like, you know, how, like in tarot, in the deck of tarot, there's the arcane cards or a major arcana, minor arcana. Yeah. It has that vibe too.、Um, I'm actually working on a set of、uh, peripherals and visuals for it that are inspired by the tarot cards. Yeah, it's a, it's a very different side of Zarina that you guys are going to see <laughs> this time. It's I a, love it. Yeah, it's, a, it's dark for sure, but then there's, there's a lot of light in it. There's a lot of spirituality. I guess I'm getting old. I'm that age where I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to find myself. <laughs> and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to resolve a lot of things and,、uh, you know, some shifts that had happened in my life, trying to just visit and revisit things and. Elements in the journey for sure, in this creative journey, and see how it can basically resolve into a, a, a body of work. That's my, that's my relationship with art. It has to explore and it has to transport, and it also has to say something, and it has to say something about the artist. Like, I'm still trying to, like, trying to find the right, right words and even just, just the right presentation for it. So, I guess everyone will just know once it comes out. And, and I know this the single that you did release is really hitting hard with some people. I mean, I've aired it two or three times on Night Ride now, and people just love it. And they love the vocal part. You know, I'm glad, and I, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've been very pleased with the reception. I'm also pleasantly surprised because I, I go about all this work just. Focusing on delivering my best. I'm in that zone like, where I don't, I'm not so conscious of how it's going to reach people. Those days are over. I feel like, you know, I just want to put out good work and focus on the quality of my work and quality of what I'm trying to convey. When I release Atomic, like, I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't even send it out to press or publications. Like,、uh, unlike how I usually did in the past with my previous releases, where, you know, like I would send it to all the editors that I know, I'd send it to all the magazines that I know, like, you know, and, but this time I kind of just 
put it out there. I, I, I send it to you. I send it to Ashley at Forge and Neon. I send it to our friends at Forever Synth. I, I've sent it to only a few people I really like and I really, really admire. And I like, you know, I like what they do for the music communities. But I'm honored. <laughs> I got to hear it early. <laughs> to me, that's that's part of it, too. That's part of like, OK, you know, what? sure, I, I could send it to a Rolling Stone editor, but I doubt that they're ever going to get to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's aim for the stars. But like, but at the same time, I, I, I am conscious of, of those who are around me who who are doing something for the music community. I think that's really important. And I, like, you know, I, I see all the effort and you know what? I'd love for them to get first dibs of, of, of anything that I put a lot of, uh, a lot of thought and heart and soul into. You know, I think t there's just that like uh, respect, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the YouTube video is now going viral. <laughs> I've never received oh, this wow. many views. Uh, we are, I think we're close to 13,000 views already. It hasn't, and it just released like. You know, are you talking like, about Atomic? Yeah, Atomic. It, and it got more views than Blaze? It's getting, it's, yeah, like Blaze, it's, oh God, that, that, that crawled for sure <laughs> up to where it is. But, but this one's already, uh, yeah, it's already at 13,000 views and it's wow. only been a week. That's a first, that's the first time that's anything like that has ever happened. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really pleased with where it's going. And I feel like I'm kind of doing things the way that I'm supposed to be doing it. <laughs> like, and I'm yeah. not really pushing it so hard. I'm just, okay, you know what? This is it. This is me. This is me at my best. You, you, if you guys want to go take it, here you go. You know, I, I try to use what I know. And that's what I try to, you know, put on the table. A lot of, there are a lot of amazing musicians and producers and in the community. Yeah, but they're not all married to somebody who knows <laughs> how to edit video. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, we all have different strengths. I go out there and say, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm like, I don't think I'm the best songwriter, you know what I mean? Or I'm not, I'm the best this and that, but I have different strengths that I could, I could provide. Yes, yeah, for sure. I'm very lucky. I feel very privileged that like I have Deadly Kawaii on my side, you know, who basically shares the same wavelength and who wants to express the same type of creativity and vision, you know, through visuals and, you know, we work on it together. But I, I do feel that there are a lot of people in the scene who have other strengths as well. And I highly encourage them to really dive deep and, you know, find those other strengths aside from, from their ability to make and produce music, just to put something on the table that's different. I think that's what I'm trying to get at is that there are other things too that we can do as creatives aside from music or even like some people who are really, really good at just inspiring people with words, you know, you know, and I think that's what I love about the community. I've met so many people who are just, just inspiring. Everyone, you know, everyone's so creative. Everyone's so artistic. Everyone's so, so good at what they do. Like, you know, what are, what's gonna basically set you apart? There are those who've done a good job finding that voice and really putting themselves out there. Like, you know, aside from what they do with their music, you know. Surrender. 
You said you have um, possibly, you might be doing another music video before the release of the album. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually shooting end of this month. Well, then, well, we're going to attempt. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, a lot of logistical issues <laughs> happening, but we're trying to overcome it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a, a music video that's kind of at the same same level as Blaze, same film crew. And it's basically uh, inspired by the, by the Witcher. <laughs> it has like, it has pagan okay. well the song is called wonderland and has pagan elements and it's the first song uh, actually the the first song in my in my upcoming album and um it's a song that's dedicated to galicia the vibe and all the nature stuff <laughs> and it's it's definitely at the same time like atomic it's it's organic it's it's electronic it's symphonic there's a lot of things happening in it but we wanted to create a music video that explores a lot of that magic you know galicia has a, an interesting vibe it definitely has a very witchy pagan vibe so you definitely feel that and it's the first thing that i noticed when i set foot here so it definitely has a it has a it has an air to it and i was really compelled to write a song you know about my experience here so far that was uh so you wrote you wrote Wonderland like shortly after you arrived? Yeah, it's the first song that I wrote, actually. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant it was gonna be the first track on the album. Or both. Yeah, it's the first it's the first track in the album and it's the first song that I wrote. And it's actually the first supposed to be the first single. Atomic was supposed to be the second single. It's just that we couldn't logistically figure out how to film it, how to film this music video uh, because of the lockdowns here. And the mm. film crew is out of Barcelona. We're in Galicia, so they're actually traveling by car um, from Barcelona to Galicia. But then the last couple of months because of the pandemic, yeah, we definitely faced some lockdown issues between states here in Spain. But now everything's opened up, so we're just trying to see the moment <laughs> and hopefully we can film it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a big fun one. Um, it's a lot more involved, uh, similar to Blaze, where it it involves other characters. Um, mini film. Yeah, it's more of a mini film for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's the next video that we're working on. We don't know when we're gonna release it. We're probably gonna release it when the album releases. But we're probably going to work on a third video, which I will release first. And it will probably follow the same format as Atomic, where it's green screen and VFX, CGI, and all that fun stuff. Is that going to be just a project between you and Deadly Kawaii? Yeah, I think for the most part, that's how we're going to be working, except for save for like one or two videos but yeah we live for videos like like we're excited that like, we're excited about the process of filming and video production and it's i feel like i make music because you know because i really just want to get to the music videos <laughs> <laughs> like that's my priority i'm like yeah 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 great yeah great songs great record yeah but i really want to get to the music videos <laughs> um that's great i love the video <laughs> It's, it's uh, yeah, I feel like I learn something new each time or we discover a new skill set that we didn't know that we had before. Oh, like, I don't know, we can do that. Sure. Yeah, we we discovered it by making this new video. <laughs> but because it's hard, it really is hard uh, doing all that. And um, it's so much easier to make songs and create records 
And then by the time you get to the filming, it's like, man, all, everything that's involved, all the elements, like all the logistics, it could easily become a nightmare. But I feel like that's, for me, that's the fun part for me. Like, <laughs> okay, like how do we actually translate all of the musical work into, into visuals? I'm always up for that challenge. I love that. It's like you got a whole project going on that's, uh, I guess, I guess it just transcends the idea of what a musician is, I guess. I normally think of like in mainstream music, a record gets made and everything kind of gets taken over by another team with their own vision. And that's, I guess that's what I like about the underground scene. Is yeah, I feel like being part of an underground scene, I think it really just pushes you. It pushes you to, or at least it, I, at least it pushes me to put something or deliver something on the table that's different. I think, yeah, like to your point, it, it does transcend musicianship. But at the same time, me personally, I, I, I feel like I'm more of an artist versus um, like, you know, musician slash producer. Like I, I really look at the overall big picture and then that's how I've always attacked my projects is uh like you know what's the narrative what's the story what's the grander picture what are we really delivering like you know what are we trying to say and you know I feel like like you know I I feel privileged that I'm able to do music and write music I feel like that's a component and I'm also I feel lucky that I'm able to do some filming photography and visuals and then have someone like Deadly Kali on my side to help me with that I think the fun part is piecing all of that together into one giant project. I don't know if I would be doing it if it weren't like that, to be honest. I don't know if I'll be satisfied just doing music. I, I feel like I need to do something else like on top of that. But that's just me. <laughs> that's just my personality. <laughs> I, I love it. It creates more of a Zarina experience than and a soundtrack to accompany that. Yeah, I feel like that's just how I look at it. It's like the music is the soundtrack <laughs> and that's where like you know the story is. Like that's the nar that's the narrator, I guess. That I guess that's the that's the best way to describe it. But when I was when I was doing fashion, I, I, it's the same it's the same dynamic. You know, we always started with an overall picture, like, you know, what the collection's going to look like. So instead of records, we're dealing with collections four times a year. And there's always a story. There's always a mood board. There's there's a vibe going on. There's a message. And then all the nerdiness comes in, you know. And then once the collection's done, once it's actually produced, like, you go into the next step of, okay, how are we going to do the editorial press materials that we're going to send out for advertisement and all that stuff and all the campaigns. So there's, like, a lot lot of layers that go into into the whole fashion experience that I feel like I'm just applying a lot of the same elements into the music so that 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 also helps out a lot and also hopefully if anyone's watching and listening and taking a look at you know what I do I'm hoping that they're learning something from it too you know as much as I've learned a lot from other people in the scene and how they do things and I think that's that's the part of you know the great aspect of being a part of a community. But what I love about your approach is that even though it's an underground scene with a lot of people who sort of expect that nobody really has a, a budget, everyone's kind of on their own, and most people kind of have one avenue of talent, too, if they're lucky, that you continue to set a really high bar for yourself and you meet it every time. Every time you come out with a new video, it, it, it delivers, you know? <laughs> like, I... 
I don't really look at it as, oh, let's set the bar high, like, you know, type of thing. It's more like, how do we grow? Okay, so we've done one look or one vibe or one one perspective in one in in, in our past projects. So, you know, how do we move on from there? So, and again, it, that's part of being a designer and being in fashion is that we're always we're always thinking like, okay, what's next and what's next type of thing. <laughs> like, I'm my brain is like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Or you know, what else can we do? What else can we offer? That's just how I function, I guess. I I just wanna be able to explore a new world or new territory each time so what was really cool about atomics that yeah like what i was saying before is that yeah we've never done green screen before and we've never done vfx and a lot of these things we kind of learn on the fly you know we're like we were going on youtube university <laughs> like just searching okay like how do you you know how do you do chroma keys how do you do keyframes and stuff like that like it's yeah, it, it it was really interesting, but um, it took a lot of work. It definitely was no joke. Like we weren't sleeping for, for days. Like I think we logged in almost five hundred hours. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, like on this, like it took about a month to create. And also, in order to get to the final, you have to experiment, right? So you have to experiment with looks. You have to experiment with coloring. So you have to experiment with textures. Like a lot of that that was put in. Those were actually elements that came from a larger body of series, like a larger series of, of micro tests, um, before we committed to like, okay, this is how it's gonna look, but. But yeah, you know, again, it's it's a science project. It's it's a lot of studying. It's a lot of learning. And in order to get to the final product, yeah, like I think that it was it was great that we also obtained a lot of knowledge. And now we know what to do next time. And we're probably going to learn new things in the next round. And that to me, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just a sponge. Like I just want to learn. Like okay, I wanna I wanna know how Marvel does it, you know, or how Disney does it. Like how do these bigger, like you know, the goal is to make it so it looks like it has a big budget but it's not like you know we oh my god like you know deadly kawaii kawaii are we're, we're, we're dirt poor right now <laughs> we're like we we have zero budget so we are really relying on skills and that's how we've always uh, gone about our projects is that okay we think big but okay how do you make something look expensive with nothing <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm guessing they probably use a lot of people and a lot of man hours. Because I know, like, like Marvel will spend a long time to, like doing a one effect that takes place like one second, two seconds on the screen. Or, or maybe they don't spend this much time anymore. But definitely, the early two thousands. Oh yeah, I felt like we we definitely experienced like a microcosm of what that is. It's uh, we're like, oh okay, so. Well, at least with Atomic, it took us about like a few days just to work on a five second clip. <laughs> it was like what clip. Oh my god. I think it was with the um it was with the dancey the dancey part, the biomechanic geigery effects in the background. We were styling all of that and you know there there are basically I think twenty elements all happening at the same time. And also we're at the mercy of our GPU graphic cards. <laughs> Right. That's our computers are. And we actually did end up burning out one of our computers. Oh, wow. Yeah, like at the end, during rendering, like it could not go on anymore. Like we we were supposed to upload the video the day before. 
<laughs> we were still <laughs> rendering. And and then our computer, our GPU basically melted. Like it just it was we were getting error messages and it wasn't rendering anymore and then I had to transfer the entire project to a to my Mac, which is not as powerful as our PCs. Yeah, the the Mac saved the day, even though it's not a, <laughs> it's not the, it's not as sophisticated as the other machines. Like you know, we end up saving the project and able to deliver at the last minute. Our Darktoons label manager, Raf, he was like, "Where's the video, guys? You're supposed to, <laughs> your, your song already dropped like 12 hours ago. Like we're supposed to have dropped the video by now, but where is it?" <laughs> You know, and, and we were like, we're still rendering. <laughs> and um, but yeah, the final hour, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to move this to, to the Mac and then just re-render everything. And then within within a couple hours, boom, it was done. And and we announced right there and then, oh, yeah, the video is going to premiere in an hour. <laughs> we didn't even have any time to promote it. We didn't have any time to let anyone know this is going to be a premiere. So I was really glad when people showed up, <laughs> like, you know, Julian was there, East Buchanan was there, Spectre, everyone like showed up at the premiere, like with an hour's notice. So, yeah. So thank you, everyone who joined me at Atomic's premiere on YouTube. Operating system upload. Recalibrating all units.
This is the point of the show where I normally talk about live shows and touring. I know you had some shows canceled about a year ago, a year ago this weekend, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, it's always painful. Yeah. But yeah, it had to be done. I'm, I'm working on live stream or some sort of live stream. I actually see an opportunity in it, actually, that I've never really looked at, like, looked at before. Honestly, live stream is intimidating. I really give kudos to people who do it and who do it really well, man. It's like, it's just different. But I'm trying to challenge myself to, to find a way to do it and do it different and create a new experience. Um, because who knows how long this is going to go. As much as... It's funny because I was getting... <laughs> emails from venues in New York about booking shows <laughs> I, I was like uh, no, that's never that's not going to happen for a while you know and I don't know what New York is thinking right now but, they realize oh, well. you moved well <laughs> I mean I'm always down to do a show if I can do it I would fly for a show. I would. I would definitely love to play New York again. I'd definitely love to play London. Love to play Paris and Berlin and all that. But right now, with the state of the world, I don't think that that's a very responsible thing to do until it's really safe. You know, I kind of just. I know people are really excited to play and people are are excited to go out see live concerts again. But I feel like you know, I uh, oh, we all have to be responsible right now and make sure that it doesn't come with any sacrifice yeah who knew this is gonna go on for a year yeah and then some yeah and you know and i'm like if i'm gonna do a live show it's probably not gonna be until the end of next year or something you know i just want to make sure everything's really 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 safe and you know i think that there is a new channel and platform to really explore with live stream i think there's a lot in there that hasn't been done yet that can really be explored I think so. I, I also I, I'm already looking at it as a new art form. The live music video, <laughs> right? <That'd be> cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that would be really cool. To some extent, uh, create a a different experience through live stream or or even quote unquote pre recorded live performances, and then see what kind of elements we can add so that's really dynamic. Um, but, you know, that's the biggest challenge with live stream. Um, the difference is that, you know, with live shows, there's that energy getting passed around back and forth between the performer and the audience. With live stream, you don't yeah. do that. You're, you're performing to a vacuum. <laughs> so it's really yeah. hard. And so making it visually dynamic is also challenging. Uh, like, you know, from what I've seen. It really can be. Yeah, it, it's not easy. That's why I'm like, you know, I really admire people who've, who've done live streams, have done performances this past year on the internet. I yeah, think it's who, who've great. jumped in and found all the sticking points for yeah. everybody else. Like, yeah. here's what works, and here's what doesn't. And I think that that's, uh, I think that, I think it's important to explore it further because, again, another platform, another way to promote yourself, another way to, to reach people, to connect with people. Yeah, so definitely this year I will, that, that, is, that is one of my goals. <laughs> I'm slate, actually slated to, to uh, participate in this festival with this radio station. They're all dark wave industrial, but they're called... Um, communion after dark Ooh. they're doing a i think a, either a twitch or youtube festival with um a bunch of bands in the dark wave scene i was invited to participate let's see where you know where that takes me 
Yeah. yeah. I'm like so nervous. <laughs> well, at least you'll get the technical stuff worked out. And, you know, after your first one, you can build from there. Yeah. I, you know, we all have to get our feet wet for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And some of those, they really are pre-recorded. Yeah. My biggest challenge is I normally play with a band, with a live band. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm on my own. <laughs> and I'm going to have to play every aspect or every part, or at least try to. You can do what Primo did and put three of herself on a screen. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought that was, I thought that was great, you know? And uh, I was thinking of um, doing three different cuts and all edited together, but I'm all playing each one, you know, live for the camera. You're playing synth, singing, playing the guitar, and then maybe just intersplice them together or some sort of, I mean, there's, there's ways of going about it, but... Yeah, even on the technical end of how to do that, I think it's a it's gonna it's gonna be new and it's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see how that goes. Are you gonna are you gonna link us and promote it and all that? Yeah, definitely make sure that uh, you guys get it first. <laughs> now, the first video of yours that I saw was uh, "Till the Last Star," oh, which is yeah. kind of you floating through space, which I kind of liked because it kind of gave it that uh, very isolated sort of lost in space mood. It's also my first, um, Till the Last Star was my first ballad, like first real love song. And I wrote it shortly after Delhi Kawaii and I got married <laughs> mm. and was definitely, you know, giving all the feels in that one. <laughs> and it's also the first, uh, first video that, we, it's a song video that we did, um, CGI VFX graphics. That was the first time we started exploring like, okay, how do we do more of these visual effects? And then we applied the moving aspect of it on an atomic, explored like new territories with that one for sure. I think it's I think it's pretty. That was the first song of yours that I aired on Night Ride, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm and glad. I want to air it again. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's okay. <laughs> well, first I want to thank you so much for for coming on the show and talking with me. Oh, thank you for having me. Cannot wait for this album. You said summer, maybe. Maybe we'll get a music video first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just taking my time now. In the meantime, let's hear this 2018 song from Zarina, Till the Last Star. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.